Welcome back, everyone, to another segment of Rabbi Jeff's Spirit of where we attempt to understand the meaning behind the instructions of our sages and how it's relevant to our lives today. We do this, of course, using the thoughts of our teachers before us and try to make them applicable to our times. Feel free, please, to contact me with any comments or questions at rjfromlj at aol.com. The Pirkei Avis Podcast is a project of the Intentional Jew Podcast Network, where we actively encourage Jews to think and engage in the search of how to be intentionally Jewish. Check us out on intentionaljew.com. Rabbi Chanina Mendoza Omer, the first half of the mission we did yesterday, Kol Shiras Cheto Kodemes Lechachmaso, Chachmaso Miskayemes, anybody who his Yiras which we said was his appreciation for the value of life itself and the desire not to, um, to do anything that could, um, that could be living on the edge and that could ruin his life, Kodemes Lechachmaso, if that is the pathway towards his Chachma, then Chachmaso Miskayemes. So then his wisdom is going to endure. But but anybody who is Chachma comes before his Yiras Chet, so then in Chachmasa Miskayamas. In today's Mishnah, it continues and he says he used to say, and the reason why I split them is because it didn't have to say who Haya Omer. It could have just said, which means that there is perhaps a bit of a different message that's being said in the second half of the Mishnah. That who Haya Omer, Anybody who his actions are greater than his wisdom, then his wisdom is going to be miskayim. And and anybody who his wisdom is greater than his actions, so then that is going to be in miskayemes. His wisdom is not going to endure. So I have a, a problem which I mentioned yesterday that doesn't make sense to me because. How do you have, and this is everybody's kasha, everybody on the mission asks this question, that, that how do you have the, a person whose actions are greater than a schachma? You can't have actions greater than a schachma. Because if you don't know that something is okay or not okay, then you, you won't do it. And it's not, you can't, it's got nothing to do with, nothing to do with your maizim. And what does it mean when you say that your maizim are greater than your schachma? How could your maizim, how could your actions be greater than what you know? You can never do more than what you know. You find out you didn't, you, you, that you're doing something wrong. Okay, so then you switch it. You find out you didn't even know that this was a mitzvah in a toe. You find out, okay, great. So then you incorporate that. But what does it mean that you're doing it, but, but, but you don't, it's, it's more than your chachma? What exactly is that, um, that, is that describing masam rubme chachmaso? And why is the result of that, that your chachma is going to be miskayim? That your, your wisdom is going, to, is, is going to endure? What does wisdom have to do with good deeds? First of all, I'm not going to go in this direction, but, but we know that good deeds and wisdom really have nothing to do with each other. And you can look at that in the academic world. You have incredible academics. You have people that are actually geniuses, brilliant minds, that are just corrupt human beings. So that doesn't seem to, to play in the world. Why is it that we're, that we're making, we're accentuating the idea that the massive has to be before the chachma, and if the massive if the good deeds are there, then his wisdom is going to be miskayim. Why is the wisdom going to be miskayim because of the massive? So let's take a look at the Rabbeinu Yonah. The Rabbeinu Yonah, a Rishon, one of the original commentaries, one of the Rishonim on, um, on Pirkei Avos. There are way, many ways to study Pirkei Avos. Um, there are people that study Pirkei Avos with the Maharal's commentary. There are people that study with the Bartanura, there are people that study with Rabbeinu Yonah. Rabbeinu Yonah has a brilliant commentary on Pirkei Avos. And listen to what he says. 
I, and the reason why I want to read it and learn it, and I'll try, you can follow my cursor. I'll try to keep my cursor on the place um, because I think that the words of the Rabbi Yona are stunning. So Rabbi Yona says, That at the time that the actions of a person are merubin mechachmaso, are greater than his wisdom, nimtseis ta'avaso lechachma gidola mechachmaso. When a person's actions are greater than what he knows, then that itself speaks to the person and says, it speaks about this person, and what it says is that this person's desire for wisdom is greater than his wisdom. Because if he's pouring all of his energy into his deeds, if he's looking at his deeds and that he is committed, we'll see this in a moment explicitly, but that he is committed to doing good things. He's committed to keeping mitzvahs. He's committed to things. So then that shows that his taiva, his desire for chachma is greater than his chachma. Vinimza, ki b'chol yom v'yom mosif chachma al chachmaso. And the result will be that every single day he will increase his wisdom. But but if his desire to know is greater than his desire to do, his wisdom is not going to endure. Why? His desire for wisdom is is less than his chachma. His wisdom is going to diminish. Now, says the Rabbeinu Yana, this is what the Rishonim, the other commentaries have, the ones before me have explained. How is it possible that a person's actions, this is the kasha we asked, how is it possible for a person's actions to be mirubin, to be greater than his wisdom? If he doesn't know Torah mitzvahs, can he do mitzvahs? He doesn't, on what is he doing then? He has no knowledge of them. So what does that mean then that his chachma, his, his actions are greater than his chachma? Ella shezu ha dibra lifi eitza toiva noe umikabelis this Mishnah is giving a darn good piece of advice. And it's saying, It's speaking to a person that knows that they don't know the whole Torah. A person that knows that they don't know every nuance, that they don't know every commandment. A person that knows that there's always going to be days where someone's going to say to them, did you know you're not allowed to do that? No, I had no idea. To a person who knows that that's the boat that they're in, that they don't know everything, that he shouldn't lose his life, his soul, but he should accept upon himself that he accepts, he commits himself to doing everything whenever he finds out about it. In other words, you know, a person says, I am committed to keep Taryag Mitzvahs, to keep 613 commandments. I think I could tell you 27 of them. I, I know a bunch. 
but I know that I don't know all the details of them. I know I don't even know all the mitzvahs. When I look in a Sefer HaChinuch, I'm shocked to find out, oh, that's really a mitzvah. I didn't know that was a mitzvah. I'll give you a classic. We learned it already with each other. Giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. Giving somebody the benefit of the doubt. Most people would think that that's a midas chasidus. It's an act of piety. And we find out that... That, that we we learn from the Torah. There's a commandment that says betzedek in righteousness. You should judge your your fellow your fellow co-religionist. That we understand it's actually according to most authorities a mitzvah in the Torah. And when you learn that, it's like shocking. Oh my God, I didn't even know that. When a person what the what the 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 rabbinu, what 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 he's saying is is that what a person has to commit himself to, is that the Rabbi Nuyen is saying that a person has to commit himself to the, 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 when he finds out about a commandment, that he is going to keep the commandment. I, not that I, I, I know everything, and not that I'm doing everything. I can't be doing everything, because if I don't know it, I can't be doing it. But I am committed to do it when I find, when I find out about it. And I will not deviate from them, not to the right or to the left. As soon as I know about them. Top of this page. And according to the Torah that he that he's taught. The minute that a person accepts this upon himself, that I accept that I don't know, and that all I want to do is know, and that as soon as I know I'm going to live by this, with a, with a, desirous, so a desirous heart and a desirous soul, so then the, it is considered it's as if he accepted upon himself, listen to those words, kol ha-mitzvos, all the commandments of the Torah. That the minute that you commit yourself, the minute that we commit ourselves to, 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 to saying that as soon as I find out about these things, I'm going to keep them, that is the very moment that it's as if you are doing all mitzvos. zu amru. And this is what the Mishnah means when it says that if your masim are the pathway, are merubim, they're greater than your wisdom. Even a person who doesn't know them, but does it this way, it's considered like he did it, because he gets reward for them. That we learn it even, he brings a proof from the the, from a, a sefer called the Avos the Rebbe Nosson, which is the companion to Pirkei Avos, and he says Kol Shemasov Merubim Mechachmaso. There it says it explicitly that anybody whose actions are greater than his wisdom, Chachmaso Miskayemes, his wisdom is going to endure. Shenemar Nase Venishma, and he brings a proof from that which the Jews said at the time of the giving of the Torah, Nase Venishma. Shehikdimu Yisrael Hasil that the Jewish people put first the word. Nase before the word before the word nishma, they put the word to do before the word to know. Vahayalam Lomer, they really should have said nishma vinase. Whatever we whatever we learn, we'll do. Ki hakikodem sheyuchal lasos is a masa, because before you do the action, srichin 
You have to find out what you're supposed to do. But what they accepted at Mount Sinai was that they realized they were getting 10 of them. They weren't getting the whole show yet. They weren't getting the whole package. But they made a Kabbalah at that moment that every single thing that they were going to learn from Moshe, every single commandment that they were going to receive, every single thing that they were going to be taught, they were going to accept. And at that moment, it was considered as if the umiyad kiblu schar kilu osam. They received reward as if they had actually taken upon themselves and done that commandment. And that's what it means, chachmaso. It means the masov merube mechachmaso. It means that his desire, his commitment to actions are going to be greater than his knowledge of the actions. But his commitment to them will make it as if he has that knowledge. And when he has it, all it will mean is now putting it into play, but putting into play that which he is already connected to. The What does that mean? The flip side, that if his chachma is greater than his maisim, when I learn it, I'll do it. When I learn the entire Talmud of Kayamena, I'm going to keep it. If he says that, so then his Chachma is not going to endure because that's not about a commitment. That's about an intellectual thing. When I find out about it, I understand it. So then I'm going to do it. Here I'm accepting upon myself, even before I even have the glimmer of anything intellectual. I don't even know that it exists, but I know that if it exists, I want to be committed to it. So then it's considered as if I have received reward, as if I, I, I have already gotten that commitment. That is an incredible chiddush from the Rabbeinu Yaina, an incredible nuance in thought. But there's a problem with that. And the problem with that is, is that even if it's true that committing myself is like doing it, and therefore my masim, my actions are greater than my chachma, but why is that chachmaso miskayemes? Why does that keep my chachma enduring? Why does that make it that my wisdom will endure? Makes me a frum guy. Makes me a pretty religious fellow. Makes me a guy who loves God. I mean, does a lot of really, really nice things to me. It puts me on the front page of some, you know, holy magazine. It's great. It's like good stuff. But why are you saying that it's chachmasai, that my wisdom is going to be miskayim? It's going to tell you an amazing thing. When you make, we make a bracha, brich satayram. The bracha that we make is Baruch Atah Hashem Elokinu Melacholam Se Asher Nasan Lanu the Asher Bachar Banu Mikol Amim that you have chosen us from all other nations and you gave us your Torah Baruch Atah Hashem No Sein HaTorah. So if you follow that bracha, there's a problem with the bracha. Asher Bachar Banu. You chose us in the past, and you gave us your Torah in the past. Blessed are you, God, who is the no-same HaTorah, who is the giver of Torah in the present. Why is part of the bracha in the past and part of the bracha in the present? 
So rabbis explain that Asher Bocha Bono is referring to Harsinai, it's referring to Mount Sinai. Baruch HaTo Hashem Nosein HaTorah, that's referring to the Torah that we receive every single day. The Torah tells us, Kol Godov Lo Yosef, that there was a great sound at Mount Sinai. One interpretation of the word Lo Yosef means that it never ended. That means that it continues on every single day emanating from Mount Sinai. That the voice of God calling out to his people is a continuous voice that emanates to us. Baruch HaTo Hashem, no saying HaTorah, is a reference to that. Asher Nos, Asher Bachabon, you chose us once. That was the one-time event at Mount Sinai. But that that event continues to rejuvenate itself. Baruch HaTo Hashem, no saying HaTorah. Blessed are you, God, who is the giver of Torah. But who gets to hear that sound? Every Jew is able to hear the sound standing at the foot of Mount Sinai. Who gets to hear the daily call of Torah, the daily cry of God to his people to receive the Torah and to, and to take the Torah and to cherish it? Who gets to hear that? A person that's committed to Nasev Nishma. That a person that's all in. A person that is committed to every single commandment whether he knows them or doesn't know them, who's bought into the package, a person who says, Na'ase, a person who says, we will do, we will do everything. I'm committing myself to doing, even when you read me the small print, right? Even when you read me the fine print or the stuff that, oh, you must have just added that into the contract, right? That stuff I'm committed to also. I am committed to everything that is part of this Torah, whether it is biblical or whether it's rabbinical, whether it is something that is a Doraisa or the Rabbanon, I am all in. I am a Nasa. I will do this. Now, Venishma, now hit me with your best shot, God. Now tell me what I got going on here. But first I'm a Nasa. I'm committed to all of this. And then I'm a Nishma. That person, his heart is open. And inside of that heart will come pouring all the information that he needs. In that heart will come all of the knowledge, all of the mitzvos. When he learns them, they will be easy to assimilate because he has a desire for them. All he wants to do is to assimilate them and to bring them inside of himself. One of the reasons that it is very hard sometimes to learn is because two things. One is our, our heads are closed because we're distracted there's something else on our minds and it's valid. It's, it's, it's legal. It's normal. It's, it's what happens, but you know, the heads in other places, it's having a hard time, but sometimes the heart is having a hard time also. And the heart is preoccupied. The emotions of a person are preoccupied and therefore his, and his, and his desire is down, you know, the little, he's, he's, you know, in, in an ebb and not in a flow. He's just in a moment where he's just not spiritually connected. Isn't a little bit darker going on inside. And in that moment, he could hear the most brilliant chachma, the most brilliant thing, the most important thing. And it just, we say, it's just not going to go into the head. It was something that every, every yeshiva student, every person who is a learner of Torah has to grapple with, that there are times where they're just not turned on. Every Jew has to grapple with this, that there are days you wake up and it's like you're plugged into the wall in spades. And there are days that you wake up and you're just not there. You're just, you're, you're not open. 
when a person is a nas of anishma person, when a person's called Godoviel Yosef, a person hears that sound from Mount Sinai, and a person has, has that commitment to the Torah and the mitzvahs, then that person's heart is opened and committed, and it's his chachma, it's his wisdom that will endure. Because when his mass of merubim, when he understands the value of the actions, so he understands that he is committed to all actions, those he knows and those he doesn't know, so then his wisdom is affected because that gives him the push to be able to bring that wisdom inside of himself. He becomes an open clee in order to be able to receive the wisdom. Let's push this one little step further because Nasev and Nishma, we know that the angels, God went, went bananas when the Jews said Nasev and Nishma because it was an angelic formula. Why was it an angelic formula? What do the angels have to do with Nasev and Nishma? Because what the angels, what the angels are saying, what the angels are, is they are what they do. In other words, the Malach of Rafua, it's not that he is the angel that causes Rafua. He is himself Rafua. His whole essence is Rafua. You know, I, I can give you a very, a very good example of that. You ever meet a teacher that the very essence of that teacher is teacher? It's not that they do. It's not that their, their Mikzoa is teaching. Their very essence is teaching. Like you meet a person that you never had any, any, any connection to, and you listen to them talk. They give you some instruction about something. He's saying, oh, you, you must have been a teacher. Because it's a part of their machus. It's a part of their makeup. You ever meet doctors like that? That they're not just you know, brilliant doctors, but their, their whole machus is refua. Is, is that their, their, whole, their whole raison d'etre is to heal you. That's their, their whole existence is, is, is defined by that. That's what an angel does. And that's what Nasev and Ishma is saying. Nasev and Ishma is saying that, that we will listen to this and we will make this, this commitment that we make will make it that mitzvos are not something we do, but it's a definition of our existence that we will internalize them and it will become a part of our existence. And that's what we mean when a person who's massive, a person whose actions, he's committed to the Torah to an extent that it becomes a definition of who he is. My goal is that I want mitzvahs to be an expression of who I am. That means he has taken upon himself the entire Torah, even without the knowledge of mitzvah X or mitzvah Y. It doesn't matter. He's totally committed mitzvos identify him. Okay, right now he's identified by 37 mitzvos. Tomorrow he'll be identified by 107. It doesn't matter, but he's identified by mitzvos. It just gets a little more intense as time goes on and as his knowledge, his, his, as his, his knowledge base increases, but his commitment to mitzvos is there. He is identified by mitzvos. And that's what it means that your chachma is that your maisim are meruba than your chachma. But if your chachma is meruba, if your need to understand is greater than your need to do and to internalize, then it's never going to internalize. You might know every mitzvah. You might even be able to write a book about every mitzvah. You might be able to teach every mitzvah. But that is not, you are not identified by the mitzvahs.
That's how you can have incredible scholars. My Rosh Hashiva, used to say that in Slabodka, and I think I've told you this once, that in Slabodka, there was, there was during the time of Haskalah, there were students in Slabodka, which they had a hard time kicking out. That's a whole nother story, but they had a hard time kicking them out. And there were students that were infected by Haskalah, that were infected by these foreign ideas in Judaism. And what they would do is on Shabbos, they would write over the Chidushe Torah. They would write over their new thoughts, novel interpretations of picky uni details of the Talmud and of the commentaries. They would write over Chidushe Torah on Shabbat smoking cigarettes. How do you get that? How, how does that happen that a person that a person has chachma in Torah, but yet he doesn't have that, he's able to, to write and smoke on Shabbos while he is engaged in that creativity in Torah? Because his chachma is greater than his actions. His actions, he's not committed to the actions. He's not identifying who he is. It is not a, it's not a reflection of the person that he is. And that's what this Mishnah is saying. What's the first thing you need to have? You need to have a commitment. A commitment that this should identify me, identify who I am. Now that you've got the commitment, what's it going to affect your ability to bring that knowledge in? Because now the knowledge is going to come cascading. It's going to come pouring into your soul because you're open to it and you're committed to it. This mission is not about wisdom. This mission is not about actions. This wisdom is about attitude that a person has to have towards the corpus of Torah and mitzvahs.